Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight. I'm co-host Nick Preciado and editor at San Jose Spotlight. The San Jose metro area has one of the lowest rates of workers returning to the office in the country, according to a recent study, and businesses in the downtown core are feeling the absence. Historically, office workers have been large downtown economic generators, providing boosts to revenue and sales tax for restaurants and other small businesses. The city's own downtown economic progress report also acknowledges low return to office rates are having an effect on the economy. At the same time, San Jose has a 24% office vacancy rate, the highest it's been in about 10 years. Joining me to talk more about San Jose's low return to office rate and what it means for businesses is Alex Statinsky, CEO of the San Jose Downtown Association. Alex took over as head of the association last fall and previously worked as the charter CEO for the Downtown Reno Partnership, a business improvement district. Welcome to the show, Alex. Nick, thank you for having me. So first, can you explain what a low return to office rate means for the local economy? How would a lack of in-person uh, workers impact downtown businesses like restaurants and cafes? It has a dramatic impact, uh, especially for a downtown that is built on office environments versus residential product. Uh, in downtown San Jose, we don't have a healthy mix, a healthy balance between residential uh, and commercial. We are have we're, we're really heavy on commercial and fairly light on residential. It's slowly changing, but it hasn't changed enough quite yet. Uh, in order to catch the impact uh, that a lack of office workers has. There's actually a, and I'm deviating away a little bit from your original question. I just got back from a annual conference in Chicago by the International Downtown Association that I'm on the board of. Uh, And the uh, the conference introduced a report that was done uh, by the Center City District in Philadelphia. Uh, on 26 cities in the United States and their pattern of recovery. And uh, what stood out to me is that San Jose is one of them, one of the 26. What, what stood out to me is that downtown San Jose has recovered really well in certain areas. When it comes to visitors to downtown that live out of, out, out of the region compared to 2019 numbers, we are at 105%. So we're actually better now than we were pre-COVID. When it comes to visitors that live within the region, visitors to downtown, we're at 95% compared to 2019. So we're almost fully recovered. So when it comes to visitors to downtown, we're doing really great. The lack that we notice right now is truly, to your point, the lack of office workers that we have during the day, during the week. On the weekends and then the evenings, downtown is actually exploding. It's doing really well. Um, So yes, the impact is is intense. And uh, the fluctuation of office workers, you know, creates another challenge to our small business community. Think about you having a restaurant. You don't know, is it a day where there's a lot of people in downtown during the day and I have to staff up, I have to make sure that I have enough product and have lunches available, or is it going to be a dead day? You don't know that. It's it's really hard to plan and to schedule. And that's one of the biggest challenges that I see uh, for our smaller businesses in downtown for the time being. Mm, thank you for that. 
Um, I would like to get into the residential component of downtown a little later, but I'd, I'd like to stick with the offices for now. Um, so as I mentioned in my intro, uh, the cities on findings show that the vacancy rate for offices is about uh, the highest it's been in a decade. That's uh, roughly 24% of offices vacant. I'm curious to know what you've heard from you know members of your association. Is is this something that might be a response to the proliferation of remote work? Because I know that... Um, high interest rates are driving issues with like real estate development and causing problems there. And I know that since COVID-19 happened, there's been this shift to remote work, a hybrid work schedule. I'm even on a remote work schedule. So I, I see the shifts happening. I'm just, I'm curious how much you think that plays into this vacancy rate. It's a complex answer uh, uh, to a complex question. Um, the simple answer is yes. Yes. Uh, COVID and office workers not back to the office but doing remote work has a huge impact on the commercial real estate market. Uh, the vacancy rates that you emphasize in downtown San Jose is not that dramatic, to be honest. If you go into the records of downtown San Jose and you look at the vacancy rates that we've had pre-COVID, they were always there. We had vacancy rates. Downtown San Jose always had vacancy rates. They're a little higher now. But if you compare it to San Francisco or Oakland, our neighbors in the Bay Area, the shift that they experience is way more dramatic than what we've experienced. Uh, our vacancy rate shift is actually fairly moderate compared to the shifts that San Francisco and, and Oakland, for example, experienced. Uh, they came out of the single digits into way, way double digits. Um, we did not have a shift that dramatic. So that said, yes, it's a complexer um, issue. And a lot of it has to do with the real estate market that you just mentioned, the interest rates, uh, the demand for spaces in general. And if you, again, look into your records, that shift started pre-COVID. There was a trend pre-COVID where companies reconciled, they you know, got a little smaller, they got a little bit more compact, um, less office space was needed at times. So, so we've had this trend before COVID and then COVID of course made it all explode. Um, so you know, yes, yes, uh, the remote work is really um, one of the big factors, but other economic factors are about as important and they're fluctuating. So I am not panicky. I'm not freaked out over our condition whatsoever. Uh, I think it will all fall into place. Uh, and, and again, when I look at the visitors that we have coming back, that's a really good trend. It's positive news. Uh, and I think we will see something similar with our office workers. It just takes much longer. And um, there's a lot more involved in bringing people back to the office. Sure. And I'm, I'm sure the shifting attitudes with work have something to do with it. I, I know that companies like Zoom and Adobe uh, mandate employees work from the office a few days a week. Uh, what are companies doing to make returning to the office more attractive for workers? And I, as a follow-up to that, do you think that can these companies can entice enough workers that it would actually change the economic situation that we're seeing with that lack of office, uh, in-person office workers? So to answer your last question first, yes, I do. Uh, and there is a trend. And again, I'm bringing this back from the International Downtown Association Conference. Uh, and it is a nationwide trend for people coming back to the office. It's a slow trend in certain communities and other communities. It's a quicker trend. Uh, but the trend is unanimous everywhere. Uh, the numbers are slowly coming up. Um, and yes, companies are doing their part and they recognize now that they have to do their part in order to entice people to come back to the office and not thinking that they're wasting commute time. 
they could stay at home and get the work done in the same manner that they get their work done when they come back to the office. Um, and that has to do with the redesign of spaces. And I've talked to a few um, b- businesses here in downtown. They are in the process of redesigning the spaces, literally. Uh, they're breaking through walls. Uh, they're getting rid of cubicles. Uh, they're creating a more open, more collaborative work environment. They add amenities uh, into their spaces uh, that entice people to come back and feel more comfortable being back in their space for the right reason. Why would people want to come back to an office? I would say number one is the interaction and the collaboration and the creativity that happens among people when they sit in a space. Uh, There is definitely an advantage for people to come to the office and congregate versus sitting, sitting isolated in their homes and doing their work from there. So in order to actually do that, office spaces have to be conducive to that. So they have to be some of them, not all, uh, but some of them have to be transformed into a space that furthers that. So that's to me a silver lining almost that I see when it comes to the evolution of office work environment. I don't know whether you remember the movie Office Space. Yes. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's an awesome classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that we're done with that. <laughs> I, I hope that we're done with that beige, boring, isolated office environment that you know that was so trendy in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, And we are now really gravitating towards a more collaborative, open um, workspace that encourages creativity uh, and a really a more effective workflow uh, through collaboration within an office space. So and I think once that's done and once people realize, okay, there is a true advantage for me to come back to the office because I don't have that kind of interaction uh, with uh, my coworkers at home. I think there will be an innate desire for people to come back to the office, even if it's partially, if it's maybe you know three or four times a week instead of five times. Um, and the other thing that businesses are doing is they're looking for you know, activations, activities for their staff, events. There's even companies that bring markets little markets to their office space if they have a large one uh, so that people during their break you know can go and 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 shop and see something fun that artisans offer and and things like that so there's all kinds of creative ideas um, swirling around to make sure that coming back to the office is a little bit more attractive don't go anywhere we'll be right back Hello, Josh Bruce here, co-founder of San Jose Spotlight. Did you know that San Jose Spotlight is Silicon Valley's only nonprofit news organization? That's right. Our impact journalism is funded by generous readers like you. And this year, we have plans to expand our reporting to other cities in Santa Clara County. If you find value in our reporting, consider becoming a sustaining member today with a monthly or annual recurring donation by visiting our website, sanjosespotlight.com. Thank you. As you walk around the neighborhood, you may have noticed that yards have evolved with less grass and more native plants. How is your yard looking? Are you ready to replace your water-thirsty lawn and create a modern and beautiful water-efficient landscape? If you live in Santa Clara County, Valley Waters rebates can help you pay to upgrade. Visit watersavings.org today to evolve your yard. 
We've heard from some small businesses that they're still struggling uh, with low foot traffic, which I find interesting too, given that, you know, maybe there's fewer office workers in the area, but more visitors are coming downtown, as you said earlier. Um, one cafe owner even told us that he might have to close up shop after 15 years in business just because foot traffic hasn't been the same. I'd like to know what businesses could do to make up for that revenue that they might lose to foot traffic. That seems like it's been a trend since COVID-19 hit a few years ago. Well, that's a tough one. Um, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is a trend that especially the restaurant, the hospitality industry uh, experience right after COVID uh, is takeout. So are you prepared for a fairly solid, strong takeout business uh, that you would generate in your restaurant. If you are, usually you're doing pre pretty well. Uh, if you're not, you were somewhat left behind, especially during times when people just still did not go out much and started to order in a lot. Uh, and so all the businesses that had takeout offerings made the deal and businesses that were waiting for people to come to their brick and mortar restaurants um, sometimes lost out. That is changing again. People are more courageous to actually going into spaces and congregate again, uh, go to restaurants as well. But I think the takeout business is still strong. Uh, there's still, you know, a pretty substantial group of people that enjoy getting food delivered at home and not go to a restaurant necessarily. The other thing that I can think of uh, is holiday events. Holidays are coming up. Uh, some restaurants that I spoke that I've spoken with are already ramping up. They're already booking holiday business, special events, private events, corporate events, company events. that bring their staff to a restaurant for a holiday party or whatever. That's a great way, I think, for restaurants to at least catch up a little bit um, for the loss that they've had. Thank you for that. Um, there's been a lot of talk of downtown vibrancy in improving the vibrancy of downtown. I'd like to know what San Jose Downtown Association is doing in regards to increasing foot traffic, helping these struggling businesses. A lot of this, the quote unquote issues with downtown really all seem to kind of be connected. It doesn't seem like you can just take care of one and not address the others. It really is connected. And uh, at the annual meeting today, I was speaking about that. Uh, I was speaking about the three anchors that we had to find sort of as our uh as our guiding stars uh moving forward you know and one of them is activation of spaces it's events that we further we don't do events necessarily um we're not event producers uh, in that sense but we further and support events uh we're making sure that we have event producers coming to downtown downtown has over 400 events a year so we have a lot of events happening and the downtown association is involved in a lot of them, uh, whether we promote them, whether we sponsor them, uh, whether we're actively involved in them, you know, it's different degrees of, of involvement that we have. Um, so that's one thing that's really important to us. The other one is just marketing, uh, you know, getting the word out uh, on uh, our events, but also our merchants that we have in downtown. And that's something that we can strongly improve on. And that's something that we we're focusing on this year. How can we actually disseminate information into the neighborhoods uh, outside of downtown and let people know about all the different activities and things that are going on in downtown? It's not necessarily about bringing more events to downtown because we already have so many right now. But it is about getting the word out that these events are actually happening and encourage and entice people to come and visit. Um, the other component, which is really our bread and butter, is clean and safe services. 
uh, you know, we are really uh, the organization in downtown. Uh, we have our Groundworks team, our ambassadors deployed uh, to make sure that our sidewalks are clean, to make sure that graffiti is removed, to make sure that the downtown environment looks presentable and aesthetically pleasing as much as we can. We do landscaping, we do tree trimming, we you know, add flowers and, and, and planters and, and things to, to make the environment a little bit more attractive. We're working on a lighting project right now uh, to add some artistic, creative lighting features into areas that are fairly dark within downtown between activated areas um, to create a more cohesive environment in downtown. So these are all the different areas uh, that we're addressing. We're creating a new downtown champions project program uh, we're hiring up right now. Uh, most of our champions are students, uh, San Jose State University students. Um, they will be going around in teams, uh, going to businesses, going to residential communities, going to the neighborhoods of South Downtown and disseminate the information, collect surveys, collect feedback from people and things like that just to get the community overall more involved in downtown and more aware of what's going on in downtown. Last question here. Um, I'd like to circle back to something you mentioned earlier in terms of um, residential components of downtown. So I think we know by now the struggles of downtown businesses aren't just due to the low return to office rate. It's it's a mix of things. In our story on this, you actually said that San Jose doesn't have enough residential buildings downtown. Could you explain what having more housing in downtown would do for the city's core and what would need to happen for more housing to come downtown? So your first question is really the most important and most interesting one, I think. Uh, what would more housing do for downtown? Number one, it would stabilize our downtown. So in case of another pandemic of some sort, our downtown wouldn't collapse the way it has uh, because of the built-in um, residents that we already have in downtown then. Uh, San Diego is a good example. San Diego recovered fairly quickly uh, and they're almost fully recovered. Uh, because they have a very balanced downtown. It's about 50% residential, 50% commercial. Uh, so that makes them made them recover much faster than us. So once we have an increased amount of residents in downtown, we will be a little bit more stable and less vulnerable uh, to the effects of uh, you know a pandemic, for example. The other effect that will happen in downtown once our resident community grows is that our business mix will change. Right now, it really is made up of restaurants, bars, coffee shops, entertainment venues, theaters, things like that. So these are all destinations. These are all um, area, things for people, for visitors to come and enjoy. We have basically no retail, uh, with the exception of just a handful of stores. And that lack of retail is because of the lack of residential uh, communities that we have in downtown. So once that grows, our retail offerings will grow as well, and our mix of businesses will change for that reason. And I, th I think that ultimately will be for the better. You know, we'll have a more diversified um, uh, business community that way. I've been speaking with Alex Statinsky, CEO of the San Jose Downtown Association. Alex, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was my pleasure, Nick. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.